Hey, greeting sports fans, Catholic Radio listeners. You're listening on 88.1 Catholic Radio to Two Guys in the Conversation, along with my co-host, Brad Moore. This is Steve Ferguson, and we have a very special show tonight. Brad, we've got Hall of Fame coach Tom Betts uh, with us, and we're going to talk about a lot of fun things. A little Siouxland basketball updates to get us rolling, and uh, I, I, I'm late to the party tonight, so you guys have, have shared a lot of information. I'd like to, to learn about some of the things you're talking about. Yes, yeah, so we did a little pregame talking, but I'm glad that we, I think we got some extra sponsors, got a little extra money. So oh, we need we, that. We can afford a real guest. We need a producer. Well, look at the spread we have for Tom Betts tonight. Well, Listeners, we've got cookies, beef jerky, Gardettos. I mean, we don't have this for our normal show. He said prime rib. I did not know beef jerky <laughs> fell under the yeah. uh, label prime rib. I said I would feed you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, hey, what's up? And, uh, you know, Coach Betts has been, you know, a- obviously an active person with Hulon all the way through, but also doing some of the voice of the Crusaders and Catholic radio. And let's get a quick update where the boys are at right now. And, Tom, and your assessment mid- kind of midway through. And Well, you know, the uh, going into this season, Coach Foster had – a uh, number of players to replace off of last right, year's right. team. And uh, we don't have a big junior class. We have one junior that plays basketball, wow, wow. Matt, Matthew Kale. And so he knew going in that he was going to have to rely on a lot of seniors, uh, you know, and also maybe some sophomores. Mm-hmm. And the seniors have stepped up. A lot of kids that really have never had playing time before yep. have significant roles. And so it's been really fun to see. Uh, I know they were disappointed as they came in because they were they were hopeful this season as the football team was of you know, Brant Hogue sure, returning sure. is, a, right, is right. a leader. Uh, Camden Lee and other returning senior, uh, two kids that were going to play a very pivotal role uh, are out for the season. So right. other kids have had to step up, and they've done that. So it's, it's real, been fun right. to watch. You know, Brad and I have talked a lot about it. We looked at the season, and, and we, we talked a little bit with Coach Foster, not here on the show, but off. And, and, and it's trying to figure out how you're going to play with what you've got. And I think he's done a really great job of keeping the games close, giving themselves a chance to win almost every night. And we said they got to play in the 40s and 50s to win. And and that's the games they've won. And they, the games they've lost, maybe the other teams had maybe 60 points. But it's been pretty close almost always. Yeah, right. so Tom and I were talking right before the show that uh, maybe it's time to change to change that approach. Well, you know, and I talked to Andy today after last night's loss to, to East High School. And, uh, you know, halfway through the season, they, there's obviously they've played a certain style of ball. Right. Sometimes it's not the most entertaining style to watch when you're trying to, you know, a lot of sure. people don't, today's game of basketball, nobody wants to watch a slow game. Right. All we hear about is we need a shot clock. We need this. Sure, sure. Uh, but, you know, talking to Andy today, he says, you know, maybe we're saying maybe, maybe let's press a little bit. Maybe we need to play a few more guys and, and create a little bit uh, more, uh, uh, transition try to score because, off the defense versus half court offense. Right. right. You know, if you if you go to a, a Helan girls game, for example, they create so much of their offense on right their on. defense. Right. Uh, even though they've got some really good offensive players in Ella Skinner, Caitlin Stanley. Right. But uh, you know, an Amber Asoff creates so much right. for them just with quick hands and getting up in a full court. Brad, you you mentioned it too, and we talked to Coach Cool about this, and he circled thirty five percent three point shooting was the key that they wanted to be, and they're not there. The the question is in three A. Are they athletic enough, and can they score enough points off their defense to take them all the way to the championship? That's the question. Right. So the tough part is, if you're going to live and die by the three, if you're yep. going to play fast pace, yep. you've got to string together how many wins to get through, to get yep. to state, yep. and to win that championship. Yep. So you better be pretty proficient shooters right. if you're going to go with that. The other question is, and this is where we're so good uh, defensively at their healing girls, by the way, is the, the they got to get the ball from 
the back court, the front court. And, if, and, and we turn teams over. That's where we score so much of our, our, team, our, our, uh, our points. If a team's got backcourt ability to bring it from backcourt to frontcourt and get into their offense, then we're in trouble, I think, because they can score. We're not turning over. We're turning over as much. And then they can step back in the zone and say, hey, can you, can you knock them down? Right. That's going to be the question. We, we've had all of our trouble against playing against zone. Mm-hmm. And so we have to create that offense right. with the defense. But what they, you know, I think one of the huge keys and one of the fun things to watch is when, you know, we, we know what Ellis Kinner can do. Right, She's right. a phenomenal player. Right. Caitlin Stanley, what people don't realize what she really does best is when she gets that outlet, she she can snap the ball up the court. Best I've like seen. A, like a, like a, a really good guy point guard. And I don't mean that in the wrong no, way. No, no. But, man, it's, she snaps it up. And, we saw that, yes. Yeah. We, we mentioned that early, and the best that I've ever seen since Carly Tritz. Yeah, without a doubt. And sees it and, and delivers it. You're right on. And that's yeah. the, we call it when the outlet was one dribble snap. Yeah. Catch it, make a decision, snap it up. To, as soon as you see it, if the defense is out, they penetrate with the dribble to the opposite side. But she does it better than anybody. Yeah, yeah. so Coach, Coach Hoiberg now at Nebraska, he's got them on the break. They score often with no dribbles. They grab a rebound, throw it down court, lay up with Boom. zero dribbles. Yeah, that's impressive. That's the old yeah. drill, Coach. What Absolutely. That? What little drill was that? It's an old drill. You threw it out there and you threw it and then you threw a layup and there was no dribbling. Well, and, and you know what? I know this is the Healing show, but last night, if I was impressed with one thing with East High Boys basketball last night is how quick they get the ball up the court. I yep. mean, they on a made basket, it's up and they're, yep. it's like watching the, uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes. You know, and again, I always have believed this is one of my philosophy of basketball is that it's a shark fight. You're either getting attacked or you're attacking. Right. And I believe yes. in collapsing the defense with pressure, push it as far as you can, ride everything down as deep as you can, and then you've got the defense collapsed and then good things happen. And I yeah. believe in that a lot. Yeah. Oh, if you struggle on offense, why not get a shot up in the air so yeah. you can get back at what you do well? which is create turnovers and layups on defense. You know, I love the fact of, of what we just talked about going back to the boys about looking at it going, okay, we want to, we, we think we can do more. We want to win more games. We're going to try changing it up. And that's what I love about the healing competitiveness. Hey, we're not going to just ride this out. We're going to see what, th- what, how can we maximize ourselves at the end of the year and, and try to go up tempo? Why not try it? Well, I go back to, uh, you know, we were talking about this earlier, and I was, as a head coach, I, you guys know more than anybody. I was blessed with some really good players for a long time. Okay. So, so yeah. I was, when he, before before we came on, I was yeah. giving him a bad time. He was talking about playing up. Maybe Heelan should go fast pace right. and up-tempo and press. And I said, wait, this is coming from Coach <laughs> Yeah, Betts. yeah, 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 yeah. But I, like I said, you know what? <laughs> one shot! One shot! <laughs> we, did, we didn't, we didn't do, we did, we did, our deal was half-court pressing. Yeah. One, three, one, half-court Oh, track. yeah, yeah. I didn't want to, why would I want to wear out Brennan Kugel, Zach McCabe, Tanner yeah. Ferguson, these yeah. guys that, you know, that, you know, the Clint Sargents of the world, those guys didn't need to press. We didn't need to press. No. And, and again, uh, we, we had some guys that uh, we like to have on the court because they were first team all staters and division one recruits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, right on. But I, I, the reason I think that. But you coach your strength. You, 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 you absolutely. You had the ultimate half court uh, team with, with a Kugel and a McCabe. And then, and before John Daniels got her, that front line. Um, and there's other players. There's been the Matt Clevelands, and we can go on and on, right, and the right. Moosels. And there's just been a, a boatload of these guys. Yeah. But you had that luxury, and that, that G system worked beautifully for you. Right. Three straight championships, say no more. Yes. yes. But uh, I said what really, if I could, one thing that I've really enjoyed watching these Heelan boys this year is they they play to, they do play hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Coach says, I, there's only been two games this year where I didn't think we really gave it everything. But, yeah. you know, halfway through the season, that's not too bad. Yeah. 
but they're they care about each other. Yeah, good. And, and I think if you're going to play a lot of guys, you have to have guys that care about each other. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and we're going to talk about the Big Ten hoops a little bit. That's why I love Iowa this year. They're fun to watch. I've never said that in the last few years. I've always been a bit frustrated. Yeah, they're fun to watch. They got it. They play hard. Even if they lose, you're like, wow, that was fun. Yeah. Well, you know? big game tonight, them and Rutgers, and then yeah. and then uh, Creighton and DePaul. DePaul, the one team that really frustrated Iowa this year. So two great games at eight o'clock tonight. Yeah, Iowa against Rutgers. Rutgers very. Very tough inside, so it'll be fun to see Garza, how he does, because they're physical. Hey, guys, we probably should uh, take a break with our one or two sponsors that are sponsors of the show should uh, get a shout-out. So uh, we'll catch everybody after the break on Two Guys in a Conversation. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Two Guys in a Conversation. Steve Ferguson, along with our co-host. Brad Moore, and we've got a special guest tonight, Coach Tom Betts uh, from Helan. And uh, guys, it's, it's fun having you here, Coach. We've got a little bit more to talk about these next two sections. And, and this is the, the segment of our show known as Brad and Steve, Room of Knowledge. Oh, so, giddy up. So we really get into it in this, in this segment. But anyway, I'd like, you know, we do, and we've always talked a little bit about, you know, we talk about Helan. We talk about kind of Siouxland sports on our show. We, we, we really do it like we're sitting in our couches at home talking. And that's that's been the beauty of this show. It's great for Brad and I to get together because it's not an orchestrated show. We uh, just, uh, that's very evident. <laughs> and so we just sit around and, and have a great time talking sports. We could, we could probably do it for two hours. So what you're saying is you can't believe it's so good right. with so little effort. <laughs> yes. So you're saying there's so, a chance. And there's so little prep. But anyway. We talk a little, uh, a little bit about Morningside and, and Briarcliff, you know, our local colleges, and it's been a fun part for us. We followed the football season, volleyball, and and both men's and women's basketball. Well, I want to touch on Morningside basketball. Coach Betts was a, an outstanding player at Morningside back when they were in the D2 in the very, very tough North Central Conference. And I had a chance to see you play coach when you're in college. And you did, you know, you followed the rule. You stayed very close to the basket and you dunked a lot. Yeah. Um, but man, what a great team you guys had. And, and it was tremendous basketball. Now, Morningside dropped to NAIA. They're ranked number one in the country. Uh, I think they're 21-0 and right now. And I don't know if you've seen them play. I have. They have got they're all fun. of the balance. And, and so Tanner, my son, uh, saw Morningside last year and he made a comment to me. They got beat in the semifinals. He said, Dad... I love Morningside. Who's their guy when they need a shot? I said, you know, that's an interesting question because they've been so balanced. They're, they are the most balanced team. They just take what they get. This guy's hot. They find him. It's a beautiful thing to watch. But in crunch time, and one of the things that Coach was outstanding at is he, when you coached, you knew that your guy, whether it was Clint or whether it was Wesley or whether it was Zach, you knew they can get a bucket and you knew how to run something for him. The question is, who's going to be that Morningside? And I'm going to throw something at you. Potterbaum. Well, Will Potterbaum has really stepped up. I mean, you talk about a, a, a key transfer. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, coming off the bench now in the starting lineup, he's really playing well. He's And you know what he's playing like? Danny Rudine. Yeah. And he's 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 playing like Danny Rudine, and he's got the same demeanor. He's got just a, maybe a tad bit more bounce to him. And he's putting up numbers like double figures, four or five rebounds, couple, maybe a steal or two assists. He looks like the deal. Now, Emig. Have you seen Emig play? Oh, yeah. Last game, two-hand jam down the middle. The kid out of Gretna. Yeah. Uh, fabulous Brown. player. Well, and his, his high school teammate, Trey Brown, is yeah. – I mean, how many GPAC teams would love to have a starting center like yeah. Trey Brown? Yeah. 
No kidding. And then the you know on Morningside's bench they have a, a Wildheim kid that's a very talented kid, and they got a freshman out of Milwaukee that is going to be my favorite player at Morningside in the future. Jacob First, have you seen him play? Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm going to tell you a quick little story. I had lunch with uh, Trent Miller and Coach Sykes here about a month ago. Awesome. And uh, we were uh, we had Cleo Franklin, who was uh, oh, I just yeah. talked to uh, uh, Brad about. Uh, Cleo's getting very involved with Morningside College, and we were having lunch. And uh, when we got done, Coach Sykes says, hey, I, I want to ask you a question. He says, what's, what's the biggest difference between the NCC and the GPAC? And he, it, he wasn't looking for a you know, argument or, you know, it wasn't a, you know, anything like that. He said, but what's the biggest difference? I said, you know, I said in the NCC, the the postmen were big, strong bullies. I mean, I was the smallest postman in the league. Physical. Yes. They were just physical guys. I said the twos and threes were typically really athletic six, five, six, six guys. But uh, I said, so I said the G pack for the, in the most part is they're smaller teams Mm -hmm. and they're maybe not the athleticism isn't quite there quite as good. But I said the skill set of these GPAC players and the shooting ability crazy. Is, is crazy. And I, I said, if there's one thing I could say, and Jared Betts, my son, said this to me. He says, Dad, he goes, you watch Morningside go through warm-ups. He says, those guys, they don't look like typical GPAC. No. And no, no offense to the, the no. Great Pain, Plains kids, but they're – their windmill dunk the dunk contest it, it, is it, very it, impressive. It's a it's a pregame dunk contest. Yeah. I've I've always said that the when I watch GPAC, the difference between GPAC and Big Ten is just a slight amount of athleticism. You know, they're not playing as much above the rim. The skills right. are there. The shooting ability could be maybe even better. Right. It's just a little more athletic ability. So right. so when I contrasted uh, a number of years ago, and I might I might even talk to Coach Betts about this. Um, we were looking at the Northern Sun and looking at the GPAC. And the differences between those conferences would be somewhat similar to, saying the NCC back then. Right. And it's exactly what Coach said. The posts were big, and it was a war in there, physical. And the point guards were a little more athletic yeah. point guards. Right. And then the, then there's a combination of wing players. And you always had a 6'6 guy that's a drop-down D1 guy. It's just, what are you doing playing here? Super athletic, physical. And they're just a different level of physicality. And they didn't necessarily shoot the ball in that league like they do the GPAC. No, so it's, it, like, it's like Golden State. It wasn't a shooter's league. Yeah. Golden State is like the GPAC's like Golden State. You know, boom, you know, crazy shooting. <laughs> yeah. But yes. um, but the, the real contrast, though, is when you say, what, how would teams match up? And I think Coach Sykes always wonders that. How would we do? They do pretty well. It was they got the post guys. How many years ago did Morningside go down? Did they beat Iowa State or oh, beat yeah. someone down there? Yeah, you, you that know, was so a, it's a fine line. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the uh, one of the last years with they had uh, Andrew Drevo oh, yeah. and they had uh, the Dusty Wadlington that went out. These kids transferred out after Morningside. Matt, Dre- Matt Dre- Schneiderman. Yeah, they all, a lot of those guys went yeah, up to D one. They went D one. Yeah, which is crazy. I, th- um, I think this team that that Coach has this year, Coach Sykes has this year, is probably. Uh, is as on par with those last NCC teams as yeah, he's had. Yeah. I think, you know, just when you look at different players, things, how you would match up the NCC, you, he would have a different lineup. He'd have a little bit different lineup physicality-wise. He'd probably go with two bigs. He's playing four you know, pot of bombs. He likes to go small in that right. league, which is smart. He'd, he'd be going with double bigs, and he'd have a little more physicality at the one, uh, and then he, that would be his matchup. Right. But he's got that. All those pieces, and he's—I'm watching him at these games orchestrate all these different pieces. He's got about eight or nine guys that that can really play. Yeah. So it's going to be fun, and I, I hope that they can. This is his year. I hope he can really make that run and go all the way. Right. And uh, 
Well, and I, and uh, you know to switch over to Briarcliff Bar- real quick. You know they've had a struggle this year, but they yeah. have, they've had such a great run. Oh yeah, and injuries this year have hurt them. A couple late late summer transfers. You yeah. know they've got a re- returning starters. Lost that, their post guy. That you yeah. know it leaves in August, and so Coach Soguera is is really doing a great job with kids that maybe came in and he didn't expect them to have to play, yeah. and now they're playing key roles. Yeah. Well, I, we were just talking about how impressed we've been with Connor Groves coming right out of Sergeant Bluff and making some pretty big games at the at that level. Right. And I think he's going to be a very, very good player. I've always been a big fan of his, watching him grow. I just think he just keeps getting better. And uh, I think he was a good get for Briarcliff. I was talking to Coach Schultz just the other day, mm-hmm. by the way. I said, you know what's interesting about Briarcliff? Where do you find these guys? They all look like they just come in, like you found another guy that's a replacement. They know their system. They know their guys. And that's what he said. We really know who we want to get. They're very, very uh, into culture. You know, Brad, and Brad t- has talked a lot about how important culture is in championship teams. Absolutely. And uh, and he's really into that. And uh, there was fun talk with him. And he just loves the game and loves to coach. I've always yeah. said that about Morningside as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I think both programs seem to reload. And yeah. they do it in football and in basketball. Well, Coach Sykes has really got it going. And people understand when they come there, hey, listen, I may have to set a little bit. I may have to develop a little bit. He's got some pretty talented freshmen. That uh, I think down the road are going to be good. And, Tom, Tom. and real quick, Trent Miller, his assistant coach, phenomenal. He's a rock star. He's yeah. a great. He, he great coached coach. my son in yeah. travel basketball. Yeah, he, he, you've nailed that. And they named. Did you know they named him co-head coach? That was. A, they just announced that a few weeks ago. Oh, so I, so I think it's a an opera. You know they, what it says is we don't want you going anywhere. Right. And uh, when when Coach Sykes eventually says, "Hey, I'm done," it's probably going to be his. That's coach. why I, I named both of you guys co co head coaches <laughs> back when your kids played. <laughs> That's yeah, right, right on. So, so uh, <laughs> okay, here, here's a question for you. Um, with all the success that Morningside's had, you're a development guy. When are they going to improve? When are they going to spend some money on facilities? I think it's time with all their success. And athletic facilities in Morningside? Yeah, basketball especially. Well, you know, they uh, Rosenberg Dorn Center went through a huge remodel. I know there's some things to do. From what I understand from the college, athletically, the next big project is probably a new weight room okay. uh, that really, I mean, top shelf one for yeah. football, for all athletics. Uh, they don't. You know, when you renovate old, sometimes it always looks a little bit old. Yep. And so, uh, but Morningside's campus, I mean, if you look at a transformational campus, uh, but uh, I don't, I think the next step at Morningside is probably the the or the weight room. That makes sense. I, that, that does make sense. Um, hey, listen, that was fun. Uh, we're going to have another section to talk about here in a few minutes after the break on two guys in a conversation, and we'll catch you on the backside. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Two Guys in a Conversation. Steve Ferguson, along with our co-host, Brad Moore. And we're joined tonight by legendary Hall of Famer, Coach Tom Betts. And it's been fun having Coach Betts. Haven't seen you much lately because you're busy, I'm busy. And uh, taking the time to come out here at the campus of uh, Sterling Computers, we want to thank Brad and his team again for, for again, setting this up for us. I had Coach Betts in the golf simulator before our show went on. That had to be entertaining. The swing is looking really good. Thanks. <laughs> is that cool? I love it's it. It's fun. Well, I you know, it. I being that I work at Helan and I'm in fundraising and alumni engagement, I actually got like three days of work in here in the last hour of the workday because I must have run into 50 alumni. That's yeah. awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Hey, by, before we jump into, uh, you know, talking a little bit about the national championship, I want to congrat- 
congratulate you, Coach Betts, on the accomplishment of the O'Gorman Gym at Healand. That was a huge undertaking project, and it was a needed project, uh, but yet it's, it, it felt tough leaving the pit, but it looks like it's a beautiful facility. I've talked to a lot of people. I talked to Dan Nelson, trainer. He said, man, it is first class. It's, it's fantastic. We miss the pit, but I, we don't miss it that much. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there you go. It, it's this the, – the, there's not a bad seat in the house. Uh, you catch a game. I'm telling you, most of the guys, I say the guys, the experts, you know, they uh, they sit up and they stand on the balcony. I mean, it's it's just a really fun place to watch a game. That's so cool. And, uh, you know, for to really, Mark, you know, I can't quit giving Mark O'Gorman enough shout outs for really helping us finish this uh, yeah. building project. Fantastic. Which, which you two, by the way, made big help too so well it's it's uh it's a neat thing to see and uh it's got it's going to create its own identity yes it's going to create its own identity because healing's that way tradition based and it'll be fun and uh, it's boy it's beautiful and it's it's a neat deal so. so quick story though last friday was supposed to be our last day to get into the old healing because they're getting ready for demolition yep. and asbestos abatement this and that well it's freezing cold out well doug moody i had invited doug up uh, so he comes up on Thursday because Doug had always wanted to get some old wood floor. Sure. We've taken half of the floor out and it's going to be shipped to a company that'll make souvenirs and momentum. Oh yeah. Fantastic. And then like center court is, uh, we're hoping to remount the CH in yes. the new gym and, oh, and do yeah. some fun stuff. That's a great idea. But what we did, uh, Doug and I took up the baseline, uh, the blue line on the, one of the baselines and, uh, stored it because we figured, you know what? What every basketball player heard at practice was get on the what? line. Get on the line. Get so now I have, I have like two hundred little itty bit uh, mementos yeah. to hand out to kids. Yeah, and on the back you engrave "Get on the line" or something. Exactly right. That's what I, don't, I want to do. So, oh man, Coach Moody, we could tell yeah. some great stories. Oh, he's a good one. I've got a few. So, uh, hey, uh, we missed our show last week because of some some different conflicts that Brad and I had, and we wanted to, to kind of wrap up our college football talks and. The national championship game, and, and what a fantastic game, and what a performance by Burrow. I vote, even though they would be over my 95 Huskers, I think that's the best team ever there. That I, I think that that has to be one of the top three for sure, but they would get my vote for best college football team ever. Unbelievable athleticism, physical, right. yeah, and Burrow running the, running the show. Yeah. He is He is. Cool hand, Luke. I mean, that guy never gets rattled. So, what I, I started to interrupt you, Brad, but one of the things I thought was really cool in the in the thing uh, in the game was is Dabo, the coach, and how he reacted to knowing they were going to get beat. Lawrence threw the pick, which is the, like the first pick he's thrown, and Lawrence at that moment moment knew he's going to lose his first college game. And Dabo just comes over and bam, gives him the high five, and we've had a run, and what a run! We're going to reload. Yeah, what I mean, a run! Yeah. And they get eight of the top twenty-five. There you go. Recruits for next year. So yeah. next year they're going to reload. They'll probably be right back in the playoffs. And yeah. in the what is he? He's going to be a junior. He's sophomore. So he'll be there at least one more year. Yeah. So yeah, he he's got reason to be optimistic. Yeah, he's got a culture. I, I, that guy has grown on me. I love listening to him talk. A lot of people go, "Oh my gosh!" But he's got it going on. He walks over to the safety before he picks off that big pass Ohio State game. Who's has had a difficult game so far. Says so you're going to pick off fastest win this game for us and he did right. you know and that's just the type of coach he is it's really a lot of fun yeah but the the, the Oregon man is he all Cajun I love listening to him <laughs> isn't that great oh my gosh I, go I, Tigers I, yeah I, <laughs> I had to turn on the subtitles 
Oh yeah, that was that was very entertaining. That's what college football was supposed to be. In. Yeah. So Burrow, uh, what did he complete? Seventy six percent of his passes, sixty touchdowns, yeah. tying a record. Yeah. Uh, just the most complete, athletic, yeah, uh, smart quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah. I can't believe you Huskers didn't want him. Twice, no, twice, twice. Yeah. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. Well, here, here's in defense of I our don't. coaches. Uh, he wouldn't have done what he did at Nebraska. I guarantee it. You know, he had people to throw to. And right. It, it was the perfect situation yes. for him down there. You know, that's the beauty of team sports, you know, and, and uh, being surrounded by great other players. You get a chance to kind of be in your wheelhouse and, and, and you can't do it alone. You know, can't do it alone. And so uh, it lets you, you know, rise to the top like he did. So it's pretty cool. His receivers are so good. And they interviewed him. They said, you throw into coverage a lot. You know, your, your guys are tightly covered. You have a lot of confidence in him. He said, I know if the defensive back, if I can see their back, they're not looking. I know my guy is going to go get it. We have a new analytics uh, to talk about next year. It's the number of yard separation that a receiver has uh, on average that a quarterback throws. That's a key stat. Iowa, pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. LSU, 3.4 yard separation. I mean, you think about that. That's a new analytic to really look at. Well, look at the Chiefs, for example, wide. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is fantastic. Oh, yeah. but, I mean, when he hits his guys, they're, they're open. pretty open. Yeah, yeah. You know, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, yeah. his widow's tight because he doesn't have time. Right. And he only has one really elite receiver. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't really stop and think about that. We just kind of chatted about it. I didn't realize that someone's actually evaluated that. And it really gives me a greater appreciation for, for uh, Stanley at Iowa, the way he had to make back throw shoals and throw balls to the side because he didn't have a lot of wide open right. guys. Right, no elite receivers. So, and uh, Super Bowl's coming up, Brad. It's going to be a good one. It's a pick em. It's a what? One Is it point, a pick em? Yeah, one point spread, I think. Wow. Maybe San Francisco by one. It's going to be, I think, a lot of offense. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Can the Chiefs stop the run? We'll see. I, I think the well, best way – well, they don't have to totally shut it down. Uh, I just think Mahomes got to have a, a great game. They slowed I, down Derrick Henry, but he yeah. also didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo at right, quarterback. Right, yeah. And he didn't have George Kittle. Kittle goes in motion, oh, yeah. turns up field, and is waving at the running back to follow him. <laughs> it's yeah. just unbelievable, that guy. I think it comes down – if Mahomes does his deal, I like Kansas City. I really do. They they're just, they're fast. They're explosive. Yeah. and they can get big chunks. Yeah, and it's going to be a, a, unless it well, since is it inside in what Miami or is it outside? You know, I bet I don't know. So weather if weather doesn't play a factor, I think I'd lean towards Kansas City with Mahomes. Yeah, you know, but it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. And it's great to see. Um, before we end it tonight, we've got some great Big Ten basketball going on, and Brad and I are obviously he's a Husker, I'm a Hawk, so we we, we love the Big Ten. This Big Ten basketball season is incredible. I love watching every game. Home team has been dominant. And from top to bottom, I believe that Michigan and Ohio State, who were at one time, Michigan was as high as what, number one or number two? And Ohio State was in the top five, are now bottom of the Big Ten or yeah. were. It's, inc- it's incredible. So uh, some big games on tap. Who's the, who the Huskers have next? Uh, they, they got Penn State coming up on the first, I okay. think, is the next one. So they'll, that's at home. They've got a couple coming up at home. They're much better at home than they are in the road, well, as is everybody in the Big right, Ten. Right, right. Huskers aren't going to accomplish much in the Big Ten or this year, but uh, they're sure setting the standard for, for how they want to play. Yeah. And Hoiberg is uh, endearing himself to the crowd. Yeah. I've never had so much fun at games. Yeah. They're, they're not very good. 
but they're a ton of fun to watch. And they play hard. Coach, before we end our show tonight, I want your thoughts on Luca Garza. You know, you're a post guy. You under, you love post play. Is that guy just unbelievable? He's unbelievable. You don't see, first of all, basketball's changed. It's not a postman game. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> But he's old school, you know, and he's he's got such a wide skill set. Yes, he does. Reverse pivot, up and under, uh, left hand, right hand, steps out, shoots a three. I think I saw he shoots 37% from three yeah. for a yeah. big guy. Yeah. And, and he's the leading scorer in the country for yeah. a center. Yeah. Well, and the, the sad part about it in today's world, he he could be first team All-American. He could maybe be player of the year and may never – Playing the, play the NBA. That's that's a really good point. I mean, it's crazy. Well, we we know a, a young man. You know a young man that had a pretty diverse skill set at one time, and his name was Brennan Kugel. Brennan could shoot it. Brennan could do a lot of special things, like a Luca Garza. And boy, when you have that ability—left, right, back, pivot, jump hook—all those things. Well, I I go back to you know, there's an old adage that says. If your best player is your hardest worker, you're going to be successful. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what's going on in Iowa City. No doubt about it. He's you can tell that, and they and they're feeding off it. Yes. Hey, coach, love having you uh, on our show. It's great to have a guest, so Brad and I don't have to just do all the talking. And appreciate your guys uh, being flexible tonight on our show and getting us on. And uh, hope everybody listens uh, to us uh, next show on Two Guys in Conversation.